0: You're listening to the Voice of the Future, fighting for America every day. This is the Conservative Crusader, and here's your host, GOP Josh.
1: Hello and welcome to the Conservative Crusader. My name is GOP Josh. Thank you for tuning in. Very glad to be with you all today here on the Red Future Radio Network. If you're listening live on stationhead.com slash GOP Josh, I appreciate it going live at 10 a.m. here on the Conservative Crusader. So today is a big day of news, very uncommon for your average Monday morning. We have a lot of news, so much news that I'll probably have to extend the show past our average time, but I promise for those listening live on Station Head, I will bring you what the Supreme Court is saying live now, in case Dobbs is decided today, decided by um, Amy Coney Barrett, there is the case in the Double Jeopardy claim Morel uh, Denzipi, a member of the Nevada Nation, was prosecuted first in a court of Indian offenses. Later, he was convicted in federal court. SCOTUS upholds that second conviction. It was decided by Amy Coney Barrett. Now, what that means is that any justice more senior than Amy Coney Barrett or Amy Coney Barrett herself can issue another opinion or they can issue an opinion. It is not the first opinion of the day. There is not an R number next to the case, which means there will be more opinions coming today, and I am very excited for that because we are expecting possibly Dobbs v. Jackson, which is the case that will overturn Roe v. Wade to possibly be decided today in the Supreme Court. Very awesome. Um, I'm so excited. There's a major protest outside of the Supreme Court right now. So right now, if you're listening to this live or on the podcast, pray for the Supreme Court, Pay, pray for the staff of the Supreme Court, the justices, pray for them, pray for them. And yeah, that's that's all I really have to say about that. But I will bring you the cases as they develop here on the Conservative Crusader. Yeah, this morning on the Red Future Radio Network. So we have the um the the, the senators are, are proposing gun control after the Uvalde tragedy after all of the talks with, with Biden. There is an official tragedy or an official report that came out. Talking about gun control by Republicans, 10 Republicans support a gun control bill a speci- in the Senate, which is a, a major amount, a specific gun control bill. And I'm going to I'm going to read that to you. I'm going to tell you about the senators as well. Biden said it doesn't go far enough. It doesn't go far enough. He said, obviously, it does not do everything that I think is needed, but it reflects important steps in the right direction, and it would be the most significant gun safety legislation to pass Congress in decades. With bipartisan support, there's no excuses for a delay. So the senators that supported it, the Republican senators are Roy Blunt in Missouri. He did not file for re-election in Tuesday. I can assume he is retiring. Richard Burr, same from North Carolina. John Cornyn from Texas is not up for re-election until 2026. He backed on the red wave President Trump brought in 2020, and that's how he re- he, he was re-elected. Uh, John, uh, Bill Cassidy in Louisiana is not up until 2026. He was also re-elected in 2020, as well as Susan Collins in Maine. Lindsey Graham as well. Rob Portman in my home state of Ohio. I wish I had a boo button, but I don't have a boo button on my board, because I would have to boo Rob Portman he is retiring but he supports this legislation as well mitt romney is the only one up anytime soon and he's up in 2024 for re-election so he's the one in this group of 10 that will most soon have to face the voters pat toomey did not file in 2022 and thom tills did not uh, is not up until 2026 now usually when we see these bipartisan agreements it usually starts with with four people rob portman mitt romney uh, Lisa markowski and and uh Susan Collins the, these four are usually the first four to hop in to say you know what we're gonna we're gonna work with the Democrats and, and help them do their agenda because we're we're good people like that right well S- Lisa Murkowski is not in on this gun control deal she's not supporting it or she she might vote for it but she's not working on it with the rest of the Senators so here are the nine points of of, of attack. And, and this is why I'll, I'll tell you why she's not backing it here in just a minute. Support for state crisis intervention orders provides resources to states and tribes to create and administer laws that help ensure deadly weapons are kept out of the hands of individuals whom a court has determined to be a significant danger to themselves or others, consistent with state and federal due process and constitutional protections. Investment in children and family mental health services. National expansion of community behavioral health center model, major investments to increase access to mental health and suicide prevention programs and other support services available in the community, including crisis and trauma intervention and recovery. Convicted domestic violence abusers and individuals subject to those domestic violence restraining orders are included in NICS, including those who have, are continuing a relationship of a romantic or intimate nature. So these are their, their, their policies that they have here as well, of course. Um, the opinion, the second opinion today, is ZF Automotive US Inc. versus Luxshare Ltd. We will get to that as soon as Scotus Blog puts up their little bit of a synopsis on their Twitter page. Funding for school-based mental health and support services, investment in programs to expand mental health and supportive services in schools, including early identification, intervention programs, and school-based mental health and wraparound services. Funding for school safety resources. Uh, support school violence prevention efforts and provide training to school personnel and students. Telehealth investments, clarification of federally licensed firearm dealer, under twenty one enhancement v- review process and penalties for straw purchasing. So that is the deal that they have. Ten Republicans have the other fifty, or yeah, fifty Democrats on board to to um. To, to, to overturn your, your Second Amendment rights. That, that's what their goal is here, right? So the second opinion, before we get into why Lisa Murkowski is backing this, is because in today's second opinion, the Supreme Court clarifies the scope of a federal law that allows U.S. district courts to in, to order discovery for use in a foreign or international uh, tribunal. That term does not cover foreign arbitration proceedings. SCOTUS rules it unanimously, um, unanimously. That's the second opinion of the day. I don't know if there will be more yet or not. But that is just the second opinion of the day out of the Supreme Court. So Lisa Murkowski did not back this gun control legislation. I've never been to Alaska, but I do know it's it's not the last opinion. I'm sorry I keep going back and forth, but it's not the last opinion. I've, I've never been to Alaska, but I'm sure they are pretty pro firearm. I'm sure they're pretty pro-Constitution. I mean, they wrote her in the first time, so she's pretty popular, Right. But she's facing a, a pretty tough challenge from Kelly Tishabaka, I think is how you pronounce that, the Trump-endorsed candidate. And when you're a Republican and you're running in a state that is pretty Republican, pretty right-wing, you're not going to vote for left-wing policy like this crackdown on the Second Amendment. She's facing a tough primary. Chewbacca is a tough candidate. uh, Chewbacca, the Trump-endorsed candidate, on the ballot August 16th, is not not a bad candidate. She's Trump-endorsed, and and Lisa Murkowski knows that, and she has to fight to to stay in, in the Senate. If this bill was in December, she would no doubt hop right on. She'd be the first person to sign on to it, but she has to win her primary. And she has to win the general to stay in Congress and, and stay in the Senate. So that, that's why we didn't see any people that are running in 2022, because this is still a fresh issue on voters' minds. You know, if they don't back pro-gun bills and back anti-gun bills instead, they're not going to get reelected. They're not going to have their their job retained. Right? So... So that's what that gun control legislation is from the Senate. And I'm going to play a clip about Fox News. But first, I got a I got a message this morning in a group chat. with. I think you'll be able to recognize by the voice. I'll, I'll tell you who it is afterwards, but I think you can recognize by the voice. A personalized video message from a congressional candidate. I'm just going to go ahead and play the clip. All right. This is the most
0: based candidate for Congress in the 2022 election cycle and possibly the most based future congressman that this country has ever seen. And I'm leaving this for GOP Josh, one of the most based young Republicans that I've ever met. Have a good day, dude. Kick on that podcast.
1: And I had to bleep it. I had to bleep it because <laughs> he he started um, a word that rhymes with podcast, he said. but That is J.R. Majewski. He's running against Marcy Kapoor, which has been in Congress for like 40-some years. I think it's 30-some. It'll be 40 at the end of this term in a Republican district, in a Trump district. With Trump's endorsements, he's the one who painted the yards. the The, the beautiful, beautiful blue Trump flag yards, he painted them. So I, I want to thank J.R. Majewski for that awesome video. The next congressman from Ohio's 9th Congressional District, J.R. Majewski. It's, it's very great. I, I, I'm so happy. I mean, I, I don't know. It's just awesome. It's awesome having this video sent. And, I, and Usually people have to pay for cameos or something. No, that was just out of nowhere. He just sent and he asked, how could I call into the show? And I, I gave him the phone number 57 GOP Josh 7 uh, 574-675-6747. 574 6747 Calling yourself. And he said, I'll do you one better. And he sent a video. And I had to I had to go through and bleep it because, you know, we can't we can't have swears on the air, folks. But that is the next congressman from Ohio's ninth, J.R. Majewski. Thank you for that message, Mr. Majewski. Hopefully. And I'm not saying this is guaranteed, but hopefully very soon he'll be on the program as well. I'm very excited for that. I hope so. Very, very soon. All right. Well, we have to move on. Do I have time? This clip's three minutes long. We have four minutes until the break. I don't have enough time to go into it. So I guess we're just going to we're gonna take our break early. We're going we're gonna to go to the break. We have a lot to get to today. There's a crazy story that aired on Fox News. Not only cr- not only crazy, but actually mentally disturbed that this is a conservative outlet. That Fox News is reportedly a conservative outlet. I can't buy that at all. But my name is J.P. Josh. It's 1020 if you're watching, if you're listening live, uh, 1120 or whatever time it is when you're listening on the podcast. This is the Conservative Crusader. Be right back after this.
0: You're listening to the Conservative Crusader. This is The Conservative Crusader. When you're walking down the street, you wouldn't think anything different. 14-year-old Ryland Whittington is a typical Southern California teenager. And the Whittingtons, along with Mom Hillary, Dad Jeff, and Sister Brinley, are a typical family. The only difference, though... In Ryland's eyes is what this family can mean to the tens of thousands of kids under 18 who identify as transgender.
2: We put our story out there so people could see that like, there's another family out there that is going through what we're going through, or there's
0: another family who's proud of who they are. Before Ryland could even speak, he managed to tell his parents that he is a boy.
2: I could just see that it wasn't him trying to be... A brat, it was, like, painful. It was truly really painful for him to have to wear feminine clothing and, and for us constantly telling him that you're a girl. And
0: unlike some trans kids, when Ryland came out at age 5 a few years later, he had the full support of his parents. Initially there was some pushback from us and trying to understand this. We
2: were confused like most people are. We thought that gender and sexuality were the same thing. It took us a while to figure out that those two things are different and that children actually do recognize their gender identity very young, some of them, not all. But
0: they listened to Rylan and to Hillary's conservative faith.
2: For me it's just a deep spiritual belief that you believe in god and he you know created us the way he wanted us well then yes he created rylan just the way he is
0: and they listened to families they met in support groups there was a father who was sitting across the table he says you have no idea how lucky you are to be here which kind of took me back i didn't at that point consider myself lucky to be there and he said you know our our child had displayed this gender dysphoria or this gender misalignment at at the same age that rylan has and we didn't listen, and we pushed back. That pushback led that child to turn to self-harm as a teenager, which 60% of trans and non-binary kids engage in, according to the Trevor Project. More than 50% consider suicide. That, for me, was the turning point. I didn't want to see Ryland to go through that. I'd rather have a
2: living son than a dead daughter. And I guarantee that if we had pushed back and done what a lot of parents do, I don't think that we would have... Either one of the kids that you see before you here today.
0: Allowing him to to live authentically and true to himself and be who he really feels like he is. When you get to know Ryland, you see just... How proud and confident he is of himself. Ryland's story got international attention in 2014 when a family YouTube video went viral. And Hillary has since written a book called Raising Ryland.
2: I never thought that I would be known for this like as well as i am but really it's just a small part of who i am he's just brushed things off his shoulders like it's fine he moves on in his life and he's just kind of I think everything we've been through he's just like learned to do that and he's really good at it i could never do that
0: the whittingtons believe sharing their story could make a lasting difference in another child's life something they learned from that support group father nearly a decade ago
2: i'm just here to make the ride smoother for others you might be struggling right now, but we believe in you, this family. We might not know you, we might not know where you
1: live, but you know, we understand you and we believe in you. That's the entire piece. That audio right there. Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader. Thank you for tuning in the, thank you for tuning in on the Red Feature Radio Network. That was the entire piece right there that you just heard. Does that sound like a story aired on CNN or MSNBC, maybe ABC or even CBS? Or does that sound like a Fox News story? A story by supposedly the conservative outlet that has the likes of Tucker Carlson, that has the likes of Sean Hannity, Laura Ingram, Jesse Waters. Supposedly, this is a conservative outlet. Supposedly, this outlet is supposed to stand back against this, this woke radicalism. But they didn't. This story was aired, I'm not sure the exact day, but it was a celebration of Pride Month aired on Fox News of a 14-year-old kid who, at the age of five, decided to transition their gender to be a, a male over a female. Because they didn't like wearing girl clothes as a kid. Now it's one thing if you say, okay, you don't like girl clothes. You don't have to wear girl clothes. But you're still a female. And it's another thing if you go up five years old and you're like, well, they don't want to wear girl clothes. They must be a man. They must think they're a guy. They must be a man inside. That's insane. That's insane. Insane radical thoughts. Thinking that a. a, 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 Thinking that a, a kid. A literal child. Can be. Can think they're a different gender than they are is 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 disgusting. It's actually a form of child abuse. And I, I, I'm disgusted. That 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 is what we're fighting against. That is why I'm I'm so adamant on starting this Red Feature Radio Network with Samuel with Samuel McGuire with with Hayden Ferguson because we're fighting against the people who literally applaud transgenderism, and it's disgusting. So we are going to fight back. We're going to win the battle. But first, we have to tell you about Ron DeSantis, who is actually considering putting Child Protective Services into cases, investigating parents who take their kids to drag shows. Now, drag is the the men, the gay men who dress up as women. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis suggested Wednesday that he might urge State Protective Services to investigate parents who take their children to drag shows. When asked by reporters whether he would support proposed legislation from a Florida state representative that would punish parents who take their children to such performances, the governor said that he he asked his staff to take a look at the idea. We have child protective statues on the books. The governor said that we have laws against child endangerment. It used to be kids would be off limits. It used to be everyone agreed with that. Now it just seems that there is a concerted effort, effort to expose children more and more to things like that or, that are not age appropriate. If you've been on social media at all this month with with the Pride month, if you've been on social media at all witnessing this, then you know that children are being groomed. and it's a slippery slope back in back in 2010, back in the 2020s. Just let us get married and we'll go away. It won't be anything affecting you. This doesn't affect you. Just let us live our lives. We're not going to affect you. We're not going to affect your children. Just let us get legally married and, and we'll, we'll we'll go away. We'll, we'll be quiet. Now they're literally grooming their children in front of stages. Taking their kids to rainbow pride parades. Forcing them to watch. Physically forcing them to... To watch. There's videos on Twitter. Of kids looking away from the crowd. I'll link a video below because I can't really play it on the air. I don't know if there's censored language or anything. But there are, are men in skirts. Large men in skirts. Uh, doing nasty, nasty dances on on the ground and there is a kid a young child shorter than everyone else in the crowd being forced to look his mother or I'm guessing it's his mother is forcefully turning him to make him look at the crowd and make him not at the crowd he was looking into the crowd making him look at the parade he's up front this is grooming and this is where the slippery slope goes. I'm putting it into the show notes right now. This is where the slippery slope goes is where they're grooming our children, and it's disgusting. But you know how we talked about that clip from Fox News just five minutes ago, and and how this child was was taught as a kid to, that it's okay to not think that he's a man, even though or not think he's a woman when he's actually a a female biologically, when she's a female biologically, when they, whatever the proper pronoun. We're going to talk about a study right after I tell you about this opinion. There is a new opinion from Soto Sotomayor out of the Supreme Court, the third opinion of the day. There will be a fourth that says the Supreme Court clarifies when the government must provide bond hearings to certain non-citizens who are prolonged immigration detention and are contesting with their deportations. SCOTUS sides with the government. Sonia Sotomayor delivered the opinion in that case. So nearly half of the 1.6 million Americans who identify as transgender are teenagers or young adults, and some of the highest rates of youth transgenderism occur in blue states, according to a new study. The study conducted by the University of California, Los Angeles, Williams Institute, found that transgender rates of varied between states, with New York seeing a 3%, 3% rate among youth compared to roughly to 0.6 in Wyoming. So if you go to Wyoming and you walk on the street and you see this this crowd of kids, right? This kid at the corner store. Every three kids out of 100 think they're a different gender than they are. The percent of youth who identify as transgender has doubled since its last estimate while transgenderism in adults has remained stable. Nearly a fifth of the total transgender population in age, is in ages three to seven, 13 to 17, according to the study. And that, that clip we played from Fox News is one of them. The state's... With the highest proportions of transgender youth were Democrat-led and generally more permissive on classroom instruction on gender identity and sexual orientation, such as New York, where state education gui- uh, guidance includes instruction on teaching about sexuality and transgender identity. New York has nearly double the national rate of youth transgenderism, according to the study. So if you are a, a parent, if you are a voter in the states of New York, California, Colorado— Left these these left wing states that aren't even in, in play. These aren't even battleground states. You're, so you're 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 forcing your kids to go to these these government ran schools, where they'll probably come home one day and say, "Mom, Dad, Grandma, Grandpa, and Uncle, I'm I'm transgender now. I identify as a man when I was born a woman. I identify as a woman when I was born a man. I identify as a they them. I identify as a cat." That's likely going to happen in a blue state. Look at the numbers. Look at the math. 3%. And this is the first generation to be truly exposed to this stuff, and they only started being exposed at a certain age. You know, this stuff wasn't big when I was in kindergarten, first grade, second grade, when my brain was still entirely forming. But Now I'm 16 years old, and this is running rampant in every school, every age across the nation. And that's why bills like Ohio House Bill 616, with, with with outlawing curriculum that is that is promoting sexuality, that's a that's an important thing and that's a big thing. I applaud that actually. That's important And, and as kids in these blue states are being groomed to identify as transgender, being groomed to think, well, you're not a man, you're a woman. Come on! Don't you like dresses and princesses and Barbie dolls? Don't you like flowers and and lotions and and candles? Oh, come on! Those Hot Wheels are nasty. Mud is nasty. Playing on uh, playing football is nasty. You should be a woman. Look at how feminism f- feminism looks. Look at how cute and clean and cuddly. That's what they're doing in the schools to your children. And as someone who is in the public school system, I've seen the grooming firsthand. And we won't have a future. We we won't literally have a future. If kids are being pumped up on testosterone, if kids are being pumped up on hormones, the the future of America literally will not exist because we won't have any children able to reproduce. And I think that might be the goal. I think that might be the goal. When we return, we're going to talk about Trump's endorsement in Alaska and Alabama, as well as AOC and Hunter Biden. Interesting stories. When we return here on The Conservative Crusader on the Red Future Radio Network, my name is GOP Josh. Stay tuned.
0: You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. This is The Conservative Crusader.
1: Welcome back. This is The Conservative Crusader. We have a funny clip from Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez on CNN this Sunday. Play clip.
0: Before we go, I just want to ask uh, about President Biden. He is saying he's going to run again in 2024. Will you support him?
2: You know, if the president chooses uh, to run again in 2024, I mean, first of all, I'm focused on winning this majority right now uh, and preserving a majority this year in 2022. So we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But um, but I think if if the president has a vision then that's something certainly we're all willing to entertain and examine when the when the time comes.
0: That's not a yes.
2: Yeah, you know, I think uh, we should. Endorse when we get to it, but I I I believe that the president has been doing a very good job uh, so far. And um, you know, should he run again, I think that I you know I think it's it's we'll take a look at it. Okay, (laughs) but right now we need to focus on winning a majority instead
1: of a presidential election.
0: Congresswoman, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate it.
2: Of course, thank you so much.
1: She refuses to say if she will endorse Biden in 2024. This is the most left wing. Of the left wings in Congress. This is the most radical of the radicals in Congress. This is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, for goodness sake. And she refuses to say. If she will endorse Biden in 2024. Now this tells me. That there is a lack. Of faith. Within the left wing party. Within the, the left, within the Biden party within the Democrat party, the Pelosi party, there's a lack of faith in their nominee because they know Biden's approval ratings are lower than President Trump's was at any point during his presidency outside of COVID, especially lowest at this point, and his would just keep falling. Because the average American, your average mom and pop shop owner, your average shop owner, your average factory worker, your average mechanic can't afford to pay for this gas prices cannot afford to pay what's the average in Ohio right now I think it's uh 509 that's where it is in my portion of the state at least but it's 501 national average higher than before all-time high 505 in Ohio it's quite unbelievable But this is the the Biden administration policy. It's their anti-American energy policy. And AOC, pro-Green New Deal, Tesla-owning AOC, knows that this policy is not popular and it will only hurt the Biden administration, will only hurt the Democratic Party. She knows this. I I know this. You know this. And she doesn't want to put her name behind the presidential candidate she's supposed to support, that her party will probably support. I don't know the last time an incumbent didn't get the nomination of the party. I see Bernie Sanders running either way. You know, Bernie Sanders is at least competent. He's, 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 his policies are mental. He has, he, he he's not a conservative person, but at least, but at least he knows what he's talking about and he knows what he believes and he knows what he's saying. Biden doesn't even do that. Biden doesn't even know that. In secret service, you know, Secret Service is used to protect um, kids of the president's occasionally. Usually if they're like, I don't know, 12, 12 to 18 or so. Maybe if they're out in public a lot, like Don Jr. probably had Secret ser- uh, Service. But Hunter Biden, who hasn't made a public appearance since his art gallery seeing, uh, shows or since um, the DNC, one of the two, is having taxpayer-funded security costing the average American $30,000 a month in Malibu, California. The taxpayer-funded cost of a President's security detail for him and his larger family is backed in the headlines this week with a report that Secret Service agents protecting Joe Biden's son have to rent a more than $30,000 a month home near him in Malibu, California. Hunter Biden has been living in the Los Angeles area for several years after a series of personal and professional controversies a lawyer turned painter here and his wife he and his wife Melissa Cohen, a filmmaker, are raising their young son out of the spotlight in a secluded Malibu residence. Not too far from them are federal agents tasked with protecting members of the president's family. The security detail keeping a close watch in the famed beachside community has rented a home near Hunter Biden for thirty thousand plus a month, according to ABC News. Thirty thousand dollars a month to protect a crack addict that refuses to go in front of Congress to talk about what's on his laptop. You're probably, listening to this program, you're probably a taxpayer paying, you probably pay taxes in America, federal tax. How do you feel when we have a national jet debt topping um, $30 trillion? We're sending $40 billion to Ukraine, we're spending $30,000 a month to protect Hunter Biden. How does that make you feel as a taxpayer? An average debt of $91,000 a person. It'd take three years for the average person, three months, I'm sorry, and the debt has already increased to the amount average per person. This is Biden's America. You can't afford gas. You can't afford to... Get to work. You can't afford a grocery shop because everything's up 20, 25, 30%. But Secret Service agents are living large in California protecting President Biden's son. It's absolutely a joke. Just put him in jail. Just put the crack addict in jail after he has his due process, of course, watching and looking at his laptop. And now we're going to go to a Trump endorsement over the weekend that was actually surprising. But first, in the fourth Supreme Court opinion of the day, Another case on bond hearing for non-citizens in in immigration detention. The Supreme Court rules that the district court did not have jurisdiction to enter a class-wide injunction in um, Garland v. Alameen Gonzalez. The last opinion of the day. What is the meaning of mistake? The Supreme Court rules in the context of Rule 60 of the Federal Rules of Civil Procedure. That's the rule that allows you to get relief from a judgment against you if the judgment was faulty. They ruled in it. I don't know the decision yet. We will get that to you as soon as I know. Here on the Conservative Crusader Live on stationhead.com slash GOP Josh on the Red Feature Radio Network, and wherever you get your podcast. No Dobbs opinion today. Very sad. Even even sadder is that President Trump is is being misled with his his um endorsements. I I like Trump. I have my Keep America Great hat on as I'm recording this episode this morning. But I know that some of his endorsements aren't the best. You know, I support his endorsement of this guy. Let me find the clip again. Uh, I I support this endorsement for sure of J.R. Majewski. All right. This is the most based candidate
0: for Congress in the 2022 election cycle and possibly the most based future congressman that this country has ever seen. And I'm leaving this for GOP Josh, one of the most based young Republicans that I've ever met. Have a good day, dude. Kick your ass on that podcast.
1: Now, I support that Trump endorsement, right? Not just because he's a friend of mine, but he also has great policy. I'd like to think he's a friend of mine. He has great policy. He's a great candidate for Ohio's ninth. But but he endorsed Donald Trump endorsed Katie Britt. Now, if you don't know who Katie Britt is, she's funded by Democrat lobbyists. She's Mitch McConnell funded as well. Katie Britt is not a conservative person. Katie Britt is not a Republican. She's not a conservative. She's not MAGA. Mo Brooks was MAGA. But Trump unendorsed him because he wasn't pulling high enough. And this is my thought on this. And I'd like to hear your thoughts as well. 57-GOP-JOSH-7, call into the show, 574-675-6747, 57-GOP-JOSH-7 is our number. Do you believe that Katie Britt is better than Mo Brooks? My personal thought, Mo Brooks is saving his resources. He was guaranteed to make it to the runoff. Guaranteed. He was saving his resources, his limited resources, his limited money without pouring all of his money into it. He made it to the runoff. He was saving it for the runoff. His volunteer, his intern money, everything like that is his media money, saving that for the runoff. But Trump, that wasn't satisfying enough for Trump. And he unendorsed him and endorsed Katie Britt. Late Friday night, he announced that just hours after two new polls were released showing Britt with a double-digit lead over Representative Mo Brooks. The decision deals a second major blow to Brooks, who Trump initially endorsed last year before pulling his support in March as Brooks' campaign floundered, but Trump in the last couple weeks had not ruled out the possibility of re-endorsing Brooks, according to a person familiar with the president's thinking, and was being urged by Brooks' allies to throw his support behind the MAGA candidate once again. Mo has been wanting it back ever since Trump said in a statement Friday referring to when he rescinded his support, but I cannot give it to him... Katie Bird, on the other hand, is a fearless America first warrior. I, I, I I'm I'm not supporting this. No. People who are on the right, who support JD Vance, support Blake Master, support those endorsements, are saying the same thing now that I've said since he endorsed JD Vance. That Trump meddling in primaries that were going to go one way, trying to flip them the other way, or just endorsing to boost his record numbers, to boost his endorsement record is damaging for our country, is damaging for our party. Do I believe the best candidate should win? Yes, I do. Do I believe that Trump always endorsed the best candidate and and rather he endorsed based on the primary polling results? Yes, I do. And do I think that some of his endorsements are personal reasons and not for the best for the country reasons? Yes, I do. And I'm not afraid to say that. I support President Trump. I would love to have him on the show, talk to him about some of of his endorsements, love to talk to him about this and that. But this endorsement isn't it. I cannot support this endorsement of Katie Britt. But a Trump endorsement I do support is is Sarah Palin. She advances in the special election for for the House seat in Alaska, uh, left vacant by Don Bacon or Don Young, I'm sorry. He held the position for forty nine years before his death at the mar- in March at the age of eighty eight. Sarah Palin will be the only or not the only, but uh, she will be advancing with Republican Nick Bingich Al Gross. Um, there isn't the fourth person yet. Apparently, a uh, Democrat Mary Patilla, with seven point five percent of the vote, will be advancing as well. Santa Claus will not be advancing. An independent progressive Democrat socialist had 4.5% of the vote and will not be advancing to the runoff in that race. I hope Sarah Palin makes it out winning. I support Sarah Palin for that race, and I hope she does win. But for those of you listening on the Conservative Crusader, on the podcast, on the Red Future Radio Network, on Station Head, the broadcast is over. My name is UP Josh. This has been the Conservative Crusader. This Monday edition of the Conservative Crusader here on the Red Future Radio Network. My name is GOP Josh. Follow me on Twitter, GOP Josh 20. Instagram, GOP Josh 20. Gab, Getter, Teller. Not Teller, Getter. uh, Parler, Telegram, and Truth Social are my social medias if you just search GOP Josh. My name is GOP Josh. This has been the Conservative Crusader. Be back tomorrow with a brand new episode here on the Red Future Radio Network. Stay tuned.
0: You're listening to the Conservative Crusader.